3: And I am Allison Rinborg from Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and you are listening to the monthly Equine Affair episode of Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for December the 15th. This episode is brought to you by Equine Affair. Good morning, horse world.
2: It's the third Thursday of the month. That means it's time for the Equine Affair episode, North America's premier equine expo and equestrian gathering.
0: Well, that's right. That means you only have 10 days left till Christmas. You can all thank me for that later. Only 10 days left till Christmas, which means it's only about five months left till we get together in April or May over in, uh, or in April, right? April 13th. <laughs> We're going to get together in, uh, in Ohio.
3: That is correct. And, uh, your, your bumble there made me feel a little better because my head was spinning when you said 10 days till Christmas. So. <laughs>
0: why I tried to take you away from that. Okay, <laughs>
3: let's go back to the longer deadline, right, which is right. April for the <laughs> oh, next event. Although,
0: I tell you what, I'm planning all my travel for next year. And it's like, I cannot believe I'm planning travel for 2023.
3: It's, it's really mind-boggling because I... Um, just thinking about dates, like I remember when we hit 2000, and everybody thought the world was going to end. Yeah. And now it's 2023, and I'm like, okay, well, we're still here. We're still here, and it's 23 <laughs> it might be years weirder,
0: later. <laughs> <laughs> Guaranteed, it's weirder.
3: It, you know, those were the good old days.
0: Yeah. When... <laughs> always the good old days.
3: <laughs> I was just a child, and they yeah. were really the good old days.
0: I don't know. I had to get up off the floor to go turn the TV to one of the three stations when we wanted to change stations. So I don't know.
3: Yeah. <laughs> now you can just think it and
0: it yeah, happens. Yeah, that's right. Have to do is say it and it happens. Yes, yes. Well, speaking of Ohio, I'm very excited to announce that we're coming. So, for sure, Yay! this time. Um, we're. I, I, I can't sell the company. That's one of the reasons it didn't happen last time, but because that's already <laughs> sold. So uh, we're coming. We're actually going to come up with the RV. We're going to camp there, and uh, you sent me the information on doing that. I did. We're going to camp right on site because why not, right? Um, and then we're going to head. Uh, we're going to head to a listener's house for a little while, and then we're heading to Kentucky because the week after is always Land Rover. So, and a lot of your vendors go from there to Land Rover.
3: Yes, so, and. And your birthday is happening somewhere in there too. Yeah, right? my
0: birthday's always over Land Rover. <laughs> <Just always laughs> <every Saturday. laughs>
3: I think that's a really good birthday event to have.
0: I don't know. Maybe for a horse husband, I could pick something different, to be honest, um, as a horse husband.
3: If any event in the world, like well, if you had true. the choice of any event in the world, true. what would you want to happen on your birthday?
0: Uh, true. I would probably go to Scotland and spend it over in Scotland for my
3: well, birthday. Duh! Yes, and by the way, <laughs> I have been too, and we need to talk about we need to compare our visits because uh, I found you've been right.
0: Yeah, we we spent yeah. Uh, yeah we we spent a week in England and then a week in Scotland.
3: Yeah, we need friends. to talk about that sometime. Uh, Maybe yeah. a
0: post-show. You want to hang around? Because we, we have a short show today. You want to do a post-show? Yes. We'll talk let's talk about Scotland. Let's talk right. about
3: Scotland. I love it.
0: All right. Okay. So auditors, hang on for after <laughs> for the post-show. If you want to become an auditor, go to Horseradionetwork.com and click on the auditor banner. All right. Let's talk about uh, Equine Affair in Ohio coming up April 13th through the 16th at the Ohio Expo Center in Columbus, Ohio. Um, tickets on sale right now, right?
3: Yes, they are on sale right now. We always like to get started a little bit early because they make the perfect Christmas gift for the horse lover in your life. Whether that horse lover is you or someone else, you don't have to tell anybody. Just buy the tickets, and they could be for anybody, even if they're really
0: for you. Very good. And <laughs> your clinicians, I was just looking at the first time I'm seeing this, your headline clinicians, Because I think every one of those has been on the show some uh, multiple times.
3: And they're all amazing. And this is actually the first time we're kind of declaring it out loud to the masses. So, I mean, do you want to make the announcement or should I?
0: Well, I can help out because Guy McLean is a good, good friend of ours. We, we met wonderful. Guy when he first came to the United States. I mean, I think it was WEG in 2010. Wow! and we met him back then and we've been friends with him ever since we keep running into him at all these places we've we've had him on the show about 20 times so i love guy McLean. i am so excited he's going to be there because i get to see him in person so i'm so excited
3: he's the sweetest man he's actually one of the first interviews i ever did as a like budding journalist i was covering an equine expo in tennessee and uh i got the interview Interview him and he was already like a name, but um, he was so sweet to me and so gentle. And I'm just sitting there like quaking with my microphone and he's just like kicking back and saying, Hey, just chill. We're having a good time. And he was so nice. He's great.
0: The next one was one of our first guests 14 years ago on the Horse Radio Network. And that's Julie Goodnight. She mm-hmm. was one of our first guests. And then I met her after that at a couple, I keep running into her at events too. Uh, but Julie has her own podcast, and she's been a, uh, on a number of our shows many times. I love Julie.
3: And she's a class act. I mean, every time I've ever run into her or learned from her or talked to her, she's amazing. So Julie is one of the good ones. She's awesome. Um, and then, of course, our third One is Jonathan Field, and we just had him in Massachusetts, and everybody loved him, so we're super excited. He probably packed
0: the house, because Jonathan does. I've met him at Road to the Horse many times. Mm -hmm. You know, That's where I know Jonathan from, is interviewing him at Road to the Horse. Um, Nice. Yeah, so he's a good guy, too. Yep. And you want to take the last one? Jason Irwin, I don't know as well.
3: Yeah, Jason's cool. He has been, I'm trying to think, he has been with us a few times. And I think he may have been booked for when uh, we had to pause because of COVID. Uh, don't quote me on that, but I think so. And then and so we're just really happy that we're going to have him uh, in the spring. Jason's awesome. So those are your headlining clinicians, guys, and we will have many, many more to come. But definitely Guy McLean, Julie Goodnight, Jonathan Field and Jason Irwin are your headliners for 2023 in Ohio. And we are so excited to have them.
0: You also have your usual events. Of course, you have lots of clinics and seminars and demos and the trade show, of course, because everybody wants to spend money. Um, but you, you will you be doing Fantasia there, too? Yes, the night of show? course we will. Yeah.
3: Absolutely. So we'll have Fantasia. It'll be uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights, as always, at 7.30 p.m. in the Coliseum. And those tickets are on sale now, too. And I would urge you – well, I have a couple of notes about Fantasia. Okay. One – Buy your tickets early, especially if you want to go Friday or Saturday, because those dates are the ones that sell out. And number two, when you buy your tickets, make sure that you're buying for the right night, because (laughs) I was in the box office. This is going to make you really sad, Glenn, because it made me sad. I was in the box office in Massachusetts before each Fantasia performance, and I can't tell you the number of people who came up, and it was like Friday night, and their tickets were for Thursday night they had missed it they had oh no it was awful and i could not i couldn't help them so when you're buying your tickets please just double check your dates make sure that you are getting the night that you really wanted to go <laughs> and yeah because those tickets don't transfer if you buy for thursday it's for thursday if you buy for friday it's for friday so but make sure you buy those tickets early guys because you don't want to miss the show it's going to be awesome i mean they're all awesome but they're all different and this one's going to be really great.
0: So uh, obviously you have your horse and farm exhibits and horses for sale and demonstrations, all, all that usual stuff. Uh, yep. Your adoption fair with the Right Horse Initiative, which we yes. work with over on the Retired Racehorse Radio yeah. and here on this show as well. Yes. Um, you're going to have a Mustang Tip Challenge, which everybody who listens to this show knows what they are. Uh, also, a Horses for Heroes. Is that a demonstration?
3: Uh, so that's an interactive activity. Uh, for veterans, first responders, and active duty. So um, we usually try to have that at every event. This past year, uh, sorry, this past fall in Massachusetts, we partnered with the Equine Immersion Project. And if you guys were listening, we interviewed Tara with Equine Immersion Project. So they're the ones who had their horses and had their um, people there, and they got to work with, I want to say, a dozen um, veterans or active duty or first responders and they got to work with the horses and like actually experience what it's like. Um, so it's a really special activity and I can't think who, I don't know if we've picked out our partner for this coming spring yet, but we're definitely planning on it. It's in the works and that one's always really special and I think people get a lot out of it.
0: Now you always have stuff for kids, but I'm seeing educational college and career fair scavenger hunt. Tell me about that. Yeah.
3: Um, So we actually that was on pause for a couple of years, I think, COVID, obviously, and then we weren't able to have it this past spring. We had it just now just passed in Massachusetts, we're happy to bring it back to Ohio in the spring. And so it's a um multi lecture kind of scattered throughout the day, but then the kids get to go out and meet Um, organizations and colleges and they go on a little scavenger hunt and they're picking up things from different booths. And so it's a great networking opportunity as well as a fun game. And then there are usually prizes and that kind of thing too. So we really love that, that little feature of the event. Um, it's kind of a way for you to go, Hey, I could go to school for this stuff or I could get a job (laughs) in this field. Um, and I'm sure your listeners know the jobs in this field are really varied and really wide ranging. Like it's not just jockey trainer vet. Um there's tons and tons of careers in the horse industry or adjacent to the horse industry. And that's what this college and career fair is kind of about is showing you all the different ways you can get involved.
0: And, of course, you do artwork, right, at each show, like a poster kind of thing?
3: Yeah, for each year we have – so you probably noticed we had the beautiful Bay Horse for both Ohio and Mass this year. And so it's coming to the end of the year, so we've got to pick new artwork for next year. So for 2023, our artwork is this gorgeous gray horse. Um, if you've been on our Facebook or on our website lately, you've probably seen it. We've already been kind of letting him debut a little bit. Um, but that is by an Irish artist named Tony O'Connor, and he is incredibly talented. When I was looking at the, um, I think Kogi sent me the pictures to kind of look through, and, and we were trying to decide what was going to be our feature piece of artwork. I really thought they were photographs. <laughs> And it took me a, a few minutes to go, wait, no, this is a painting. I mean, that's how realistic they are. Um, and so the gray horse is really a showstopper. So that'll be, um, our featured artwork I thought it on our was program. A picture. I didn't no, thought it was a it's a painting. Are you looking at it? Yeah, I'm looking at it. It looks like a picture. It's a painting and it's amazing. I mean, all of his stuff is like that. So, um, so yeah, so that's going to be on our programs, on all of our posters, on our mugs, all that good stuff. And you can see it, uh, in person at our event in Ohio or, again, in Massachusetts. And we'll have it all over our Facebook and Instagram and uh, Twitter. So you can see it anywhere you want to see it.
0: All right, let's get on with our first guest. And, of course, you can get tickets at the 2023 Equine Affair in Ohio at equineaffair.com. And all the details are there, everything you need to know. And uh, tell us about our first guest.
3: Yes. So our first guest... have. have you met Fran? Do you know it, who Fran is? Yes,
0: I met Fran, I think, at a, at uh, one of the media conferences.
3: Yes, Fran is a member of AHP, like you and me. Fran Severn is an author. She's an equestrian journalist and a member of the American Horse Publications. And I was so excited to get to see her and and catch up with her in Massachusetts uh, last month. She has written a new book. It's entitled Riders of a Certain Age, Your Go-To Guide for Loving Horses Midlife and Beyond. She was at Equine Affair in Massachusetts conducting book signings and presenting on some pretty cool topics for the writer of a certain age. And here's my interview
1: with Fran. My name is Fran Severn. I have written a book called Riders of a Certain Age. Your Guide to Loving Horses, Midlife and Beyond. Uh, I am here because this is my first book, it came out in April. And I am signing book signings, which is tremendously ego-boostable. I'm also doing two presentations. One is called, You're Never Too Old for Horses. The other is called, Help, My Spouse Hates Horses, or My Partner Hates Horses to be specific. Um, So those are the two presentations I'm doing. And it's just very exciting and very overwhelming to be part of this. Yeah, I've come to these things as a spectator, as a shopper, lots of shopping, but um, never as part of the inner circle. Mm -hmm. And so let's talk about how your book got started, tell us a little bit about that. My book got started because I am a writer of a certain age, I'm 69, got a good hairdresser, and um, starting as an older person, never been around horses growing up, although I love them, um, I had some good instructors, but I had a lot of questions, and I didn't know where to go to get good answers. I belong to about a half a dozen, a dozen online groups that are specifically for our demographic. And um, uh, I was seeing answers that were really good. And it was the same questions, the same concerns. Fitness, health, equipment, instructors, money. I kept seeing this fear. Fear is a huge one. Um, And I was seeing answers that ranged from, this is really good, to, oh, no, don't do that. And my training is as a reporter. So I began to write notes and look things up and um, began to say, yeah, this could be a book. And I didn't see anything else out there, which either means you're onto something new or there's a reason nobody wants to read this. But while everybody else was baking cookies during quarantine, I wrote a book. And it came out in April. And here we are. It's wonderful. So what's the reception been like? What have people been saying to you about your book? I uh, The reception has been overwhelming. Um, my publisher, Trafalgar Books, they got it to a lot of the reviewers of a lot of the magazines and some of the podcast people. It's all gotten lovely reviews. Um, and then I've, do, I've kind of been doing my own marketing on the side because you have to do that. And I've even been interviewed by the Smithsonian podcast. Yo! And uh, it, it's very exciting that people are saying, yeah, this is really cool. And I'm getting, you know, little messages, emails from people going, wow, yeah, thank you for this. The other thing I'm doing is, with the book, it's kind of, you know, it's all of a piece. But information about new equipment, new products, new whatever. The website, which is conveniently writers of a certain age <laughs> that I can update so I can put specific these are companies that sell whatever here's some new stuff there's one place it's called farmhouse tech in South Carolina they actually do a video of people putting on the safety vest and what happens when you pop them so you can see what works and how to wear a helmet so I want it to be that kind of an ongoing useful resource as well as fun I tried to write it a little tongue-in-cheek as I said you know how how many books can you read that give you the history of the sports bra? You know, you have to have some fun with this. Yeah.
3: What's What was your biggest obstacle in your personal riding journey when, when you started riding at a certain age that made you go, yeah, we, we need
1: this resource? Was there something you ran into? I guess a lot of the other, yeah, a lot of the things that show up in the book. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm older. I was very lucky that I had good instructors. Mm-hmm. But um, I had some health issues, leg issues, other, you know, health issues. As you get older, uh, there was the fear issue. I had a really bad fall off my mare, and I had to come back from that. Uh, finances are a very big thing. Most people don't think about that. They can get in, and that's just not with horses. That's as we get older, our finances change drastically. And get a handle on that, whether or not you're with horses. Uh, so that was a very important thing end of life issues I mean I'm on the downside of that bell curve what happens if I can't take care of my horse yeah so those were things that I thought people tend to ignore that yeah. and it's critical yeah
3: I love sorry. that yeah. what do you have a horse currently
1: I really do not I lost Aww. both of mine last year I'm sorry uh, so am I That's Mark insane. was Mark was about 25 he yes. was doing fine he still weighed 1100 pounds big honking Dutch warm blood yeah. and he looked at me one day went, mom I'm tired yeah. And then Chance, my other guy had EPM, and I went out one day, and he was he was just talking in a yeah, circle. So I'm riding a friend's horse, he's a part uh, Clydesdale, part thoroughbred, his name is Budweiser, and he's fun, he, he, he likes to do dressage, likes to go for trails, and right now, I'm not ready to get that involved with a horse again. Losing two of them in four months was like But um, being around here, it's like, okay, in the pump, you're getting back in the mood, not looking for a horse, but, oh, look, (laughs) that's a pretty one. And part of the book is, one of the chapters is called, but he's so pretty. (laughs) How to buy a horse or not. Yeah.
3: So what have you enjoyed the most about being here on the grounds as a presenter, as an author?
1: What I enjoy the most about being here is meeting everybody. You know, the people come up, they're excited about the book, and I am pitching this book to everybody. Oh, it's about us. Yeah. and then, of course, we talk about their horses, their dogs, their kids, where they ride, where they live, what they like. Uh, some good networking there. A lady that was talking about how to get more people involved in trail riding. Well, then the lady came by later. She's the head of a trail riding association. I said, okay, you guys need a trade deal. Yeah. And that's just terribly exciting to, 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 to be in four days at what is basically a theme park of
2: horses.
3: Anything else you want to mention or anything
1: we didn't talk about that you think is important for people to know? I just want people to, to think that this is a resource. You know, it's not a gui- It's not a textbook. Yeah. It's guidelines. It gives you ideas of where else to look. It highlights things that you need to think about. We're actually working on a workbook journal that'll start with this. It's called Creating Your Journey. I don't have a copy yet. It's still at the printer's. But it'll say like this talks about oh your dream of horses. Well what is your dream of horses? Oh, you know, take care of my horse if I'm not here. We'll have you written down the steps. And I think that's a logical next step. And make it more than something fun to read, it makes it something that actually becomes part of your
0: life.
3: Fabulous. Well thank you so much, Fran. Thank this you. Been... This is this is great. Yay, Yay. This has been awesome.
0: Did you miss out on Fantasia tickets this year? Don't make the same mistake for 2023. Purchase your tickets to Fantasia Equine Affair's musical celebration of the horse online at equineaffair.com. Fantasia will return to the Coliseum at the Ohio Expo Center in Columbus, Ohio on April 13th, 14th, and 15th. With just three shows and lots of fans eager to claim their seats, you don't want to wait. Buy your tickets on the website, or you can give them a call at the Equine Affair office. That's equine com.
3: I have another great interview that I conducted at Equine Affair in Massachusetts with John Haim. John is a human performance coach who works with athletes from various disciplines including the horse world. John builds confidence. He skillfully closes the gap in sport and corporate performance from where you are to where you want to be and he was presenting at equine affair in mass as well as signing copies of his new book which i highly recommend it's called ride big the ultimate guide to building equestrian confidence and we caught up with him during the event so here's a little about john all right so let's start off tell us a little bit about who you are uh, what you do and what your passion is
2: uh my name is john haim and I work as a high performance coach for athletes and corporate executives. Passion I would say is sports, but interested in a lot of things. I played professional golf, which I think is sort of unusual, you know, especially for equine affair. Yeah. Um, but I found my way to equestrian sport after playing a pro- another professional sport. Wow. And so Did you grow
3: up as a horse person? Tell me about your horse background.
2: No, I did not grow up as a horse person. I grew up, like I said, I grew up in the golf business, Mm -hmm. and I played professional golf for six and a half years. But about seven years ago, a friend of mine uh, in Ottawa, Canada, where I live, asked me to help his daughter, who was a meter 20 show jumper. And at the time, uh, I mean, my main practice, I would say, is working with uh, high-level professional athletes. Mind you, I work with all sorts of different athletes, but I work in the NBA, NFL, PGA Tour, ATP Tennis, and I had never worked in equestrian before. So, uh, it was cool. It was a challenge for me, actually, to do something different. So, I talked to her, I got interested in the sport, Uh, I went to clinics, I went I talked to coaches, uh, I traveled to shows and we helped her, Uh, she made some really nice strides and then we started to work with other show jumpers and hunters and then we got into dressage and then we got into eventing Um, and I went to badminton, I've been like traveling the globe I would say for the past six years working for some of the best show jumpers and, uh, and dressage and eventers actually in the world. So uh, that's how I got into it. So, and I learned how to ride myself too, Allison, which is really uh, kind of a, a, a very different thing for me. Yes. And uh, that, that's been super fun, actually.
3: So how's it been adjusting to, you know, golf is a sport with a stick and a ball and it's all you. And then with a horse, obviously you're working with a partner that has a brain and another body and you're trying to communicate. How was that for you personally, kind of shifting that focus of, It's a sport, this is a sport, this is a sport, but I've got this whole other partner with me now.
2: Yeah, that's a great question, Alison. Obviously, uh, golf is about you, Uh, equestrians not. So the dynamic is actually more difficult in equestrian sports. So when you talk about things like what I do, emotions, and how the emotions of the rider impact the partner, and vice versa, how the emotions of the partner uh, impact the rider, so um, that's been fascinating for me to understand the horse aspect of it. I focus on the rider, but I have to intimately know the partnership between the two, and what makes that tick, and how to make it better. So, uh, like, to, the simple answer is that golf is a, a complicated sport in itself, but it's the individual. Um, I would say that uh, equestrian sport is one more level of complication, obviously, because of the the partnership aspect and because of the horse aspect.
3: Yeah. So you've written a book. Tell us about your book.
2: Yes. Well, the book is called Ride Big and I was asked to write it uh, actually by a number of people. Uh, We got together with Trafalgar Square Books. They asked me what I wanted to write about. And it's interesting because most people who call me, especially the last few years in equestrian sport, want to talk about confidence. So it's usually a key topic in the first two minutes of the conversation when I initially talk to them when they call us. So I wrote a book on confidence for equestrian athletes. Uh, The core pieces of, of the the book is, is cut up into three pieces. The core pieces of confidence, how to build confidence, And then what are the threats, potential threats in equestrian sport to confidence and what could take it away? So I really think um, we've been helping a lot of equestrians with this book. And I really believe that this idea of confidence is important for equestrian athletes just because of the dynamic, the partnership, and it's, it's so critical for the rider to be really good.
3: Absolutely. And confidence. Especially with horses is the horse knows when you're not confident and when you're confident. So it's so important. And I love that you've written this book and that you came to equestrian life differently and you have this great sports mindset that you've, I mean, that's just really, really valuable and really unique. Like, is there anyone like you?
2: (laughs) Well, I don't know. I don't think so. Because most people have a background in equestrian equestrian sport, but I have more of a 30,000 foot view. Uh, of the sport Um, I don't intricately know the sport obviously like a lot of the horse people in the sport but I've really spent a lot of time uh, talking to coaches like I said going to clinics uh, going to shows and learning as much as I possibly can about the sport so and yes my experience in the other sports uh, exponentially helps me in taking those lessons and taking that experience into equestrian sport for sure
3: So when you come to an expo like this, where you're surrounded by horse people, what do you enjoy about talking to them about, what do you enjoy about teaching them, and kind of what are the takeaways that you hope horse people take from your talks?
2: Um, Well, the the talks I'm doing here at Equine Affair are related to confidence. Mm -hmm. So we're doing one on ride big and ride small. What is the difference between the two? So the whole idea of riding big is riding with confidence. And when I was in Wellington, uh, probably about five years ago, I was sitting with a bunch of riders and we were talking. They were asking me when riders came into the ring, what does ride big look like and what does ride small look like? So I would say to them, well, that rider's riding big for this reason. That rider looks like they're riding small for this reason. So, uh, so yeah, but. Related to coming to Equine Affair and seeing, I mean, horse people are so passionate about the horse, obviously, and that's so refreshing for somebody like me too. To and it's so different. So I love talking to them about horses, their experience with horses, um, and then on the other side of it, uh, they always ask me what I do, and I talk to them about the performance of themselves. If it's relate, if we're talking about them, or we could be talking about their students or whatever. So uh, there's a nice give and take there because I'm always learning from them, and hopefully they're learning something from me too.
3: Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, John. This has been an absolute pleasure, and I just appreciate you joining us today.
2: Thank you, Allison, and it's great to be at E-Point Affair. Yes, sir.
3: And our final interview for this episode is with Sandra Fraser. So Sandra is the Director of Sales and Business Development for Celtics Performance Protection, which is this cool new company that decided to launch their products at Equine Fair in Massachusetts this year. So they're brand new, and they sell saddle pads that are made out of this new product that helps protect the horse's back from impact injuries. So here's a great interview with Sandra, and if you want to learn more about Celtics, visit Celtics, that's C-E-L-T-Y-X dot net. But here's Sandra for you to learn some more.
4: My name is Sandra Fraser. I'm here with my brand new company, Celtics Performance Protection. We are from Ottawa, Canada. Uh, brand new product designed, developed to improve the protection of our horses' backs, I discovered, uncovered, a brand new uh, multi-directional impact property product that was invented and produced, invented by UMass and produced here in Massachusetts. Um, I found the product, I ran with it because of our problem with show jumping. Our horses have the best of everything, the best of footing, the best of shoeing, the best of care, the best of maintenance, the best of vetting. You go in the ring, A jump can go wrong, the rider can go wrong and the horses are sore and everybody focuses on oh it must be lame and I thought no, no, we're hurting without intending. So maybe this fabulous new product that was designed and developed for football could be beneficial for the equestrian world. I'm capable of developing and manufacturing saddle pads and thought that was the logical plus it would answer my problem and the results were phenomenal. Phenomenal. We've been we've ha- uh, been testing for 18 months, and we've discovered that because it is a uh, because it because of the impact properties, because it is a breathable and wicking property, our horses' backs are kept at optimal temperature for optimal muscle movement and, and quote, function, mm-hmm. and the impact is so high that ordinary ordinary use there are benefits that we we did we couldn't imagine. And then we started getting feedback from the riders. My back doesn't hurt, my hips don't hurt, and I thought, we weren't thinking about you, we were thinking about the horse, but okay, this is a double benefit that is wonderful. And produce the pro- product, branded, call it Celtics because of power and protection, obviously performance protection because we want to improve performance, we want to protect, add the longevity for these animals, for us, obviously now that's the secondary, and um, thought Equine Affair is the place to come to see what we can find out in our market research.
3: So why did you choose Equine Affair to launch your company and your product? What led you here?
4: So what led me to Equine Affair? Um, I personally have been in the horse industry for 50 years this year. I have been very aware and observed the marketing has been fantastic for Equine Affair. Never had the opportunity to come, I'm not that close. And when we had this new brand, new product, I thought, this could be the proper place to be. It is so well marketed. It has such a good following, great following. It it attracts the broad demographics of our equine industry, It, it it draws. The attendees c- come for Western disciplines, English disciplines, recreational disciplines. There's all ages here, all economics here. And I thought, oh we have a wonderful opportunity to do our market study, our market demographics, see how this is being received, see what we have to tweak. Um, I know my market for the 100 Jumper. I know it beyond without it, without any doubts. This pad will benefit horses. This pad we know through our testing benefits all disciplines. So let's see how it's received by the people that actually come to buy. And that's why I'm here.
3: And how's that been going for you? Oh, the past th- this
4: has been the best four days. surprises, wonderful surprises, met goals. Yes, we are selling, uh, met the goals that we set out. But then the information that we received um, was over what I expected. Um, This is a really good event, like this is not just a good event, this is a great event. I find that the attendees, the people that are coming here, they're happy, they're kind of, the happiest place on earth but it's for horses. Um, The other vendors, it's a very positive, positive place and the feedback coming back to us, um, what does it do, how can it help me, how can it help my horse, they're coming from all the disciplines, all the demographics. Our price point is quite uh, substantial because it's such a new new product. It's, the impact component is a very expensive product um, that, that doesn't stop people. It's about what it can do for their horse. And we have quite a few older ladies, which was a market demographic that I'd forgotten about. <laughs> the older baby boomer who is still actively riding and they're, they're actively buying too. So this was, this was the bonus from coming, for coming here. <laughs> so this is your first time being here, right? <laughs> this is my first time being here. I don't know why I haven't been here before. I can't, other than the dates can collide with a very important event in Canada that we've always participated with. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was much more important for me to get our, market, our marketing studies and research done. As we are and it was a perfect place to launch and the results were outside expectations and this the, this event is fabulous the, um, the, the the people who are putting it on they're they're quite amazing as well I if they say things run downhill so I'm assuming that the owners must be fabulous people because the staff is really amazing and haven't found a crusty person here. I haven't found a crusty person. <laughs> it's been pretty good.
3: <laughs> What's been your personal favorite thing about it so far? Like what have you seen that just made you really happy?
4: The people. The people make me, what makes me really happy about being here? The people. It. Um, they tell us there's some economic problems coming and when you talk out out there, out in our communities and that, there's a fear element coming. Here it's like, it doesn't matter about economic. It seems to be that the common denominator is the horse. The common denominator is being with others of all disciplines, sharing their passion, their interest. And there is no fear here. There is no, there is no uh, crabbiness or, oh, things are tough, things are bad. That's been left at the door. It's still out there. It has to be still out there. But here, it doesn't appear to be in here. Talking to other vendors. They're not negative. They're like, whoa, this was beyond our expectation. We met our expectation. This is like, we were worried, but wow, we feel good. And like I said earlier, I hate to use that term, but it maybe might just be the happiest place in the world at the moment. (laughs) That's my feeling. The vibe Mm -hmm. is very good here. So how can people learn more
3: about your company and your product?
4: So brand new web, brand new company, brand new everything. We have a website, www.Celtics.net, Celtics Celtics, spelt C-E-L-T-Y-X, played a little bit with the word because I didn't want to compete with the famous um, sports teams, (laughs) but incorporating our, our background into the company.
0: If you're loving this podcast and learning more about Equine Affair, catch up on all your favorite past episodes of the Equine Affair podcast by visiting HorsesInTheMorning.com. Scroll down to the middle of the page and you're going to see a purple Equine Affair logo or by visiting EquineAffair.com slash home slash podcast. And make sure you keep listening to Horses in the Morning wherever you get your podcasts and checking out Equine Affair's monthly episode, which airs here the third Thursday of every month.
3: Well, that's our show for today, and I just want to wish everybody a very Merry Christmas. It's been a lovely year hanging out with you guys, and I can't wait to see what 2023 brings.
0: And auditors, hold on for a little bit of a post-show where we're going to talk about Scotland, one of my favorite places, and I want to go back. Until then, we'll see you all at Equine Affair.